Welcome to the CR England Driver Town Hall Conference call. We appreciate you joining. We still have more people joining, but uh, let's get started. Um, my name is Mitch England. I'm the Vice President of Driver Relations. Just a couple things to start the meeting. We do these meetings each and every month, and we've been doing them for a few years now. So we, we always look forward to these meetings. We want to know what's going on from your perspective and hear your feedback and and answer questions as well. So we appreciate you taking the time. We also record these calls and we all put them on the CRE Toolbox app under the podcast section. So um, if you or you talk to a driver that hasn't heard these or you want to reference this later, later on in the month or even a few weeks down the road or a few months down the road, you can always go back and listen to these. So um, we record them, like I said. So. Uh, please spread the word, and, and we, we like to hear from as many drivers as we can. Uh, most of the time will be spent uh, gathering feedback and answering questions, so there'll be some a lot of time for that at the end. But uh, we also have most of our executives on the line today and many other um, leaders of CR England, operational leaders and leaders from our different departments and divisions. So uh, they're all here to, to answer feedback and, and talk to you and listen to what's going on. So. Uh, a lot of people joining the call today. Um, also, to host our call today is TJ, TJ England, our Chief Legal Officer. So TJ, I will now turn it over to you. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the October Town Hall. This is the spookiest town hall of the year. I've been thinking a lot about Halloween lately. My brother Chad told me he was getting some professional shots uh, of him with his favorite Halloween costume. He has many, but his favorite, which is a full Batman costume. So uh, if you see Chad, ask him about it. He keeps the photos on hand in his wallet. Um, and that is absolutely not true. Uh, sorry, Chad. Uh, although my Uncle Todd did dress up as Batman one year, uh, and it was a great costume. Anyway, welcome to the spooky October Town Hall. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Um, I, we, like Mitch said, we've got a lot of great leaders um, on the call today, and these calls are fantastic. We love these calls because it gives us a great opportunity to uh, not only hear from you guys, but uh, give you a chance to hear from our leadership team on the most pressing issues that you have. Um, and uh, so this is, this is our favorite call of the month. We love doing it. Um, if you're driving and calling in, please make sure you're on a hands-free device. Um, we want to make sure that we're doing this safely. Uh, today, you know, similar to some of our prior town halls, um, we want to run through just a few updates, uh, and then we're going to turn it over to you guys uh, to provide some feedback, questions, comments, whatever it may be. But first and foremost, we want to thank you for the hard work that you all are doing uh, on behalf of the company, on behalf of our customers. Um, it, it really has been tremendous to watch as we've improved steadily over the last several years. Our uh, service uh, rates with our customers, our accident performance, safety uh, outcomes, all of those things have been on an improving trend. 
because of the great culture that you help us cultivate and the hard work that you provide. So thank you for what you're doing. Um, this call is one of many ways that we want to hear uh, from from our drivers uh, and give you a chance to hear from us. This is such a key part of the culture here at CR England. Um, we can't do this without you, um, and we need to hear your feedback on what's going on. We want this to be an open-door uh, type of company where you can come to us, bring questions, concerns, uh, and we want to give you an opportunity to hear from us as well on what's going on and, and what we're trying to do. And, and even if sometimes the answer we give you back isn't the answer that you're looking for, that you want, at least uh, our goal is to make sure that you're always hearing from us and hearing uh, an answer back on questions or concerns that you may have. So look for many other opportunities to communicate with us. We've got the monthly town hall like this. We've got uh, surveys after the um, uh, monthly safety videos. We've got um, uh, road team conference calls and um, webinars. We've got uh, where, where you can hear from the road team. You've got the road team uh, directly that you can reach out to. We've got HR that you can reach out to. We've got the anonymous reported hotline. So there are many, many ways you can get in touch with us uh, separate from just reaching out to your, uh, you know, direct supervisors or operational teams. So this is a part of our culture. It's, being, it's to be open and honest and frank with each other because, as you guys all know, we are family here at TR England. Um, so on that note, I want to remind everybody of our core values, speaking of we are family. That's one of them. Uh, another one that you hear from us, hopefully each and every day, is to be safe and on time every time. Uh, that's another key component of our culture and, and part of the reason why we've been able to uh, really excel uh, with our customers. Next, it's honor the crust. You guys know we've been doing this for 100 years, more than 100 years, uh, and we've got a great legacy, and we each have the responsibility now to honor that legacy, honor the crest, by helping create the new legacy for CR England. Uh, and so please help us be a part of that. Everything we do, we want to do with integrity, honesty, and, and do it in, uh, with excellence. And then finally, uh, we're community-driven. Uh, we... It's our responsibility really to take care of the communities uh, that we work in, that we live in, and those uh, that are in need around us. We're excited that we recently hit the milestone of 10 million meals uh, donated through the One Initiative, uh, which is where we donate a meal for every load that you deliver. Uh, and then we've done a number of other fundraisers and food drives uh, and have created an awesome uh, foundation and culture within our communities. So thank you for being a part of that and helping us move that forward. Uh, speaking of safe and on time, uh, we, we get a weekly scorecard on that. You guys get a chance to see that. And this last week, we turned in another week above goal, 99.1% safe and on time deliveries, which is above our goal of 99%. And uh, I believe we've only had two weeks this entire year where we haven't hit that goal. Uh, so that is an awesome outcome and really uh, has shown through to our customers. Um, we get a chance to hear from them all the time uh, about the service levels that we provide and, uh, and always, always work to do, but they've noticed uh, the great improvements that we have 
achieved, and it's made a big difference for us in helping grow with with our customers um, and and help them want to be continue to 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 be a customer of CR England. Um, and on that note, I want to uh, flip it over to uh, Lori Aikens, our VP of Sales, to talk about uh, a customer and provide an update on one particular customer. Lori, take it away. Thanks, TJ. All right. This month, the customer that we are going to highlight is Cargill. Uh, we do a lot of business with Cargill in our OTR division. Cargill was founded in 1865 as a single grain warehouse in Iowa. Since that time, they have grown to become a global partner with the purpose of nourishing the world in a safe, responsible, and sustainable way. While they started out in the wheat and grain business, they have expanded over their 150 years to include beef, poultry, animal nutrition, bioindustrial, food service, beverages, pharmaceutical, and beauty products. Cargill's corporate office is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They have over 155,000 employees working in 70 countries and $134 billion in annual revenue. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know Cargill is responsible for 25% of all U.S. grain exports? I thought that was a really cool fact to share with all of you. Our OTR division hauls 40 loads per week with Cargill. Most of that freight is going to Mexico. And uh, we primarily <clears throat> pick up from their beef plants in Texas, Nebraska, Colorado, and Kansas. We continue to find additional ways that we can partner and strengthen our strategic relationship with Cargill. And last May, Cargill reached out to us for help with their Mexico cross-border operations. They recognize Sierra England as a trusted advisor in that field. Over the last four months, we have seen our volume increase on loads going to the border as a result, with considerable room to grow, not only through Laredo, but through other crossing points on our southern border. Last October, they challenged us to get our on-time delivery above 95% by the end of Q1 2023. I'm happy to report to you that you made that happen. We had a meeting with them this month, and they really appreciated our dedication to service, so thank you. And thank you to all of our drivers for everything that you do every day for all of our customers. Back to you, TJ. Thanks. Thanks, Lori. Uh, I got a chance to head out and visit Cargill uh, last month at their headquarters, and uh, they had a lot of great things to say about the folks that are working uh, at CR England on their team and helping deliver their products. And it's really fun to see folks like uh, those at Cargill who are passionate about their products and passionate about their customers um, and to see how um, excited and grateful they are for the service that we provide and help get their products on time to their customers. Um, so it was, it was a great meeting um, and it really made me enthusiastic about the work that we do. Uh, you know, you can look up the, the products that um, that Cargill uh, manufactures. The list is very, very long. We all use Cargill products. Uh, and so it's something we can be very proud of that we help a great American company uh, deliver products, great products to their customers uh, throughout the world. So thank you, Lori, for that update. Um, now I want to talk a little bit more about some of our great drivers. Recently we had some 
uh, events where we recognized million miler drivers. And I'm going to flip it over to Darren Wingard, our Vice President of Associate Relations, who's going to give a little recap of some of those events. Darren, yeah, go thank ahead. Thank you, TJ. Can you hear me? We got gotcha. you. All right. Yes, thank you for the opportunity to give a special shout out to these drivers uh, during the company-wide town hall. So in September, we had two virtual million miler events in which we recognized 15 new million mile drivers and one repeat million miler driver who I will save until the end of this list. So let me just give a shout out to, to all these drivers very quickly here from OTR. These are new million milers. Curtis Jackson, Scott Wisner, Mary Utsman, by the way, Mary's mom also drives with us. Patricia, if you're on the call, hello uh, to you and Mary. From the intermodal division, you guys, if you drive intermodal, it's really hard to become a million miler. It takes a long time because they are not racking up a lot of miles each week. So we have several new million milers from the intermodal division, which is really amazing. We've got Edgar Corrales from the New Jersey fleet, Angus McNutt from the Dallas fleet, my buddy Guy Bostick from the SoCal intermodal fleet. Uh, special shout out to those drivers. And then from dedicated, we've got quite a few. Uh, starting off with Shauna McCracken, Family Dollar St. George, Mark Mulder, Walmart SoCal, the amazing, always positive Daryl Shamel from Warehouser, Fontana. Uh, another one of my buddies here, on Antonio Rodriguez Palacios uh, from the Auto Leave dedicated fleet. Got a chance to meet him and his family in Salt Lake. That was amazing. Tom Pulliam from the Auto Leave fleet. His safety quote was one of the best we've ever seen. It was actually featured in the safety video this month. If you've seen your safety video, you know what I'm talking about. Really amazing quote from Tom. Thank you for that, Tom. Also from the Auto Leave dedicated fleet, we've got Troy Pasty. And then uh, moving on to the Mikes, we've got two drivers from Cisco Front Royal, Virginia, Mike Justice and Mike Villanueva, uh, brand new million milers from that fleet. Trevor Warren is a new million miler from the Staples dedicated fleet in Rialto, California. And then I said I was going to save him for the end. Check this out, you guys. We have a new 3 million mile safe driver. It's Claude Epps from the Metropolitan Warehouse dedicated fleet. Huge congratulations to Claude. It's taken uh, his entire career, obviously, to, to get there. That is an absolutely amazing accomplishment, 3 million safe miles. Huge congrats to Claude and all of our other new million-mile safe drivers. All right. Thanks, Darren. Uh, I mean, that is so great. Uh, so many amazing drivers, uh, safe drivers, um, and we've got more coming. So we're very excited yeah. about um, – celebrating these these awesome drivers. Thank you, Darren, for running through that. We appreciate yes, that. Um, and congratulations to all of you uh, who hit those milestones. 
Uh, and Claude, nicely done. Three mil. I hope he's on here, but uh, working towards his fourth. Uh, what a stud. Uh, okay, last thing before we open it up. Um, in fact, Mitch, why don't you jump on, give some instructions about how people can raise their hand and how they can unmute. And then I'm going to just give one more little announcement, and then we'll turn it over uh, to you and the drivers to, to give some feedback or ask questions. Okay, I'm going to put it into Q&A. So if you would like to share any feedback, uh, ask a question, star six on your phone, and we'll, you'll be put into the queue. And, uh, and those are starting to come in now. So go ahead, TJ. Perfect. Okay, so while those come in and while Mitch is looking through those and getting ready to, to snag the first person, um, I just wanted to remind everybody on the call uh, at least here in Salt Lake, we are starting to see winter weather conditions already. We got snow in the mountains last night, a ton of rain, cold weather, um, and we need to be on the lookout. It's that time of year now where we are uh, beginning to see winter driving conditions throughout the country, and sometimes in places you don't expect. And so uh, just a big reminder to all of you, be prepared for winter driving conditions um, a couple important things, focus on your speed for conditions. Uh, just because the posted speed says one thing, that doesn't mean that's the appropriate speed for all conditions. If it's raining, if it's snowing, slow down. And if the conditions are potentially icy, um, don't wait for us to, to ping you. Don't wait for uh, police to, to close the road down if you believe that there are icy conditions, freezing conditions. Even if you don't lose traction, uh, that's the time to find a safe place to park, um, not on the side of the roadway, um, and wait out the conditions. Uh, it's more important that we uh, deliver safely and make sure that everybody's okay, uh, and we can work out delivery times if there are bad and dangerous conditions. Uh, so please be careful uh, as these winter conditions start to roll in. Um, watch for weather forecasts. We'll be in communication with you. Uh, as much as we're aware of weather conditions, but uh, it's really incumbent upon every one of you to be aware of the conditions around you and drive for those conditions. Okay, thank you for that. Mitch, who do we have? Okay, this is the, uh, the first. Let me just get to the queue again. Okay, here we go. Looks like the first caller is, I'm going to put you off. You can unmute yourself now. 856 is the area code. Go ahead and unmute yourself there. You'll hear instructions in your ear. And uh, let us know who you are and go ahead with your question. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. This is Curtis Jackson. Curtis. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you very much for uh, uh, the ceremony. Uh, I got to, uh, to meet a lot of the Anglins and stuff like that. This is a great company to uh, drive for, to, to strive to get to that million mile mark and more. And um, I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity to show to show you guys what I can do. That's it. Well, thanks, Curtis. We appreciate that, and congratulations. Uh, what a great uh, representative of what we're trying to do. So thank you for being safe, for the hard work and, and dedication, and, and we appreciate the kind words. Yep. For my next two million miler, I'm going to uh, rollerblade again in uh, Mitch's office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Rollerblade in Mitch's <laughs> office. 
Hey, you know, I may try that today. That's a good suggestion. I heard TJ's a good rollerblader. Maybe we'll have a race or something. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Not a problem. Play some Not a problem. Parking lot hockey or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Curtis. Appreciate Thank it. Drive you. safe, as, as we yep. know you do. Thank you. Uh, all right, Mitch. Who do we have next? All right. We've got, uh, looks like, uh, area code 909. It says Steve Mollo is the name I'm reading there. Go ahead. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Got you. Hey, good morning, Mitch. Good morning, TJ. It's Steve from the road team. It's Steve. more of a, a hey, how's it going? It's more of a, I have more of a comment than a question. Um, I just kind of want to plug the road team a little bit and something we have coming up um, that I know is important for the whole company is the benefits that are coming up, the open enrollment. And I know it's an active open enrollment that's coming up. Um, I know on the 1st of next month, November 1st, it's a Wednesday at 2 o'clock Pacific time, uh, we will have a road team live call with Chandler Ringland, um, which heads off the benefits package. And uh, I just want everybody to be aware. I want to kind of get ahead of it before um, this open enrollment comes out because I know it's active. Uh, so we want to get as many people on board. Um, there's going to be some changes to the benefits package as well with dental. Um, they're actually going to have a flexible spending account too, FSA account, which is great. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know myself, I'm going to have some questions about it, so I'm looking forward to this call coming up uh, on the first of the month. And I, I just want to say I appreciate what you guys do. Um, I want to give a shout-out to all the drivers out there, too. You guys are awesome, and congratulations to all the one million milers out there. Um, you guys hold the company together, and we appreciate that as drivers. So thank you guys for your time uh, and doing this call every month. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Steve. We appreciate you. And, and honestly, and speaking of time, putting in time, you know, the, the folks on the road team put in a ton of time to make sure that uh, that the other drivers throughout the company, you know, get have great resources to reach out to, get good information, and they help advise us as well. It's not uncommon. We'll run information by the road team to get their take on certain issues um, and help, uh, you know, help us make decisions on the fly. So thank you. Steve, we appreciate that, and thanks for calling out open enrollment. Uh, just to give a little more clarification on that, when when Steve says it's an active open enrollment, that means that it's not passive, meaning you actually do need to do something this year. You got to jump in and make selections, um, otherwise your uh, your benefits will expire. So you do need to jump in and enroll. Um, we've done passive uh, enrollment in the past where you don't really need to do anything; it'll just roll over. Um, but every couple of years, every few years, we do an active one just to make sure that everybody is actively engaged in their own benefits. So thank you for doing that, and uh, we're excited about that that call with Chandler. He can provide some good information to everybody about what's changing and how to enroll and, and a number of uh, good pieces of information. Um, and just a note on the benefits, you know, I hope that you guys all understand what, what we're trying to do here is build a situation where everybody can build a career at CR England. Uh, you know, it's not just, you know, to grab a paycheck and move on, but hopefully, you know, have a great uh, setup where you've built a career, you've, you're engaging in our benefits plans, um, you can help support yourselves and your families with, you know, medical and dental and retirement benefits and those kinds of things. So that's what we're really uh, hopeful and excited about is giving people an opportunity to be, uh, to, to build a long-term, you know, career to, to support themselves and their families here. So thanks, Steve. Great guy, great driver. 
uh, and a member of the road team. All right, Mitch. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Next up is looks like uh, on the list is William Pledney. William, can you can you hear us? You there? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, Mitch. I was trying to figure out my phone. No problem. Uh, there we go. Hey, William. How you doing, TJ? I was wondering who was going to be Chad's Robin, but that's a, that's a whole other <laughs> story. Robin? Well, I think we have a volunteer now, William. Uh, we'll get a we'll get a custom Robin suit, you know, put together for you with the the yellow uh, the, the yellow uh, yeah. uh, what do you call them? I don't know if the I would speedo? do that any justice. The speedo and tights. Uh, what do you think? Uh, hey, think this, this is Chad. I think I think William is. The way he, I mean, he's built like a rock, man. He, William is built like a superhero himself. I'd be, uh, I'd true. be more like his his penguin. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I'd be the penguin, and he can be Batman, uh, or something like that. Or TJ, maybe you could be my Robin. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's do it. Darren is Darren's gonna come in as what, Mister Freeze? I don't know. That was a that was a, a tough era in the Batman. <laughs> Uh, total lore. Okay, William. Sorry, we we um, you gave us oh, a, an inch and we took yeah, a mile. Go ahead. Um, you know, just an interesting commenter suggested maybe. You know, I noticed that we have the Million Mile Club, which is great. Um, you know, we get a lot of things for it. We get things from the ATA. We get our little uh, number decal on the side, and we also get a Gene England sticker that goes on our truck. And you know, I was thinking about other drivers that drive on other fleets other than mine, but. You know, they have a lot of years of experience, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, they've had a couple minor incidents, and I'm not talking anything that's DOT reportable as far as an accident. They may bump a pole or something like that, and they kind of get knocked out of that bandwagon for that million-mile club. Is there any way that we could maybe have something for them that shows how many years' experience they have? Maybe it's from 10, 15, 20-year stickers that they can put on the side of their truck that says maybe 20-year driver club, 15-year driver club, at least so that there is some recognition to them uh, to let them know that, hey, we understand that, yeah, you've had an incident or you may have had a couple of minor accidents during your 25-year time span, but we still want to recognize you for the amount of experience that you have that you bring into this company. Well, and that's a great suggestion. Um, we we appreciate that. That's great. Uh, so, Mitch, that's a, an awesome takeaway for you. Mitch is working on – yeah. Uh, yeah. some some tenure uh, related kind of uh, recognition and and that's a, a great thing to, to take away and consider what we could do for that because that's yeah, awesome that's we got some we got drivers with a lot of great experience and frankly William to your point though um, you know sometimes when you get a million miler sticker a, a lot of people even a lot of drivers I'm sure don't understand how many years that takes. Uh, so this yeah. is another great way to to identify drivers with a lot of great tenure with the company and and or tenure as drivers. So that's awesome. Yeah, let me Thanks, just quickly you. comment on that. Good suggestion, William. And we are working on we have a we have a plan in place. We're just working on getting all the programming done so that we can administer it efficiently. And um, and so yeah, stay tuned on that. That's a good suggestion. And we'll take that into account as well as we uh, look for ways to continue to recognize drivers for their service and their tenure with us. So more to come on that, but uh, we are getting closer and closer. So, yeah, thanks for that feedback. All right, William, good to hear from you. 
Drive safe, my friend. All right, Mitch, who do we have next? Okay, next up, we've got, I don't have a name, but it looks like the area code 951 and uh, eight, the last four digits 9515. Can you hear us? Let us know who this is. And Hey, it's um, Paul Simon, uh, driver code P. Simon. Um, how are you? Uh, I would be doing better. I'm currently on workman's comp waiting for uh, me to go see the doctor again. Um, <laughs> but I had uh, two uh, two things that I wanted to bring by that um, that Steve had uh, told me to swing by as soon as I could to let you guys know. Um, one of them was uh, for the issues that we've been having with the like mentors, um, when their mentees are driving and it sometimes automatically switches us over, um, like in the middle of them driving. Um, I was thinking about possibly seeing if we can get a mentor-specific on-duty section that makes us invisible to the on-duty uh, driving so that that way when we opt into that, it prevents us from being able to go into like on-duty driving in case of any glitches or anything like that something that we would actually have to opt into, um, similar to like exemptions and stuff like that, but including all of the stuff we would need for while we're doing our mentoring stuff, like, you know, pre-trips, training, stuff like that. Um, and the other suggestion that I was wondering is if we can get something that we can plug our um, electrical line into on the tractor side, that when we're doing our pre-trips and like our light tests, that could show us whether or not there's any electrical issues on the green line or the tractor side. Um, coming from a day cab side, we are constantly changing trucks and sometimes we run into issues with ABS lights and stuff like that where it ends up being the tractor side and if we could find those things out before, it could save us a lot of hassle um, later on. It's really uh, interesting, good information, Paul. Um, I want to turn to your second uh, suggestion first. Um, Ron or uh, Dan, has, have, have either of you heard of any sort of diagnostic tool like what Paul is suggesting? You're, Paul, you're suggesting something that you, you can plug into the truck and it would give you a, some sort of diagnostic response of, of any errors or codes, something like that? No, 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 no. Just something that would give us like a green light if like the electrical line passes all of its tests or a red light if it finds issues. Something that that way we can be like when we're doing our pre-trips, we can physically see, hey, like, you know, there's something wrong with our either electrical line or there's something wrong with the tractor, one or the other. I mean, they're both pretty much the same, like when we're not connected to a trailer because... For Walmart, we go from the Colton yard where we grab our trailer, I mean our tractors, then we go do our pre-trips and stuff, and we go all the way over to the DCs, and by the time we get there, we've already burned through like uh, like close to an hour of our time, and when we're connected to our trailers, we're finding ABS issues and stuff like that, where once it, they actually look into it, we're finding out that it's a lot of stuff having to do with the tractor. And so that's I'm looking for something that's like a red light or green light, just something simple. Ron, uh, do you have anything uh, similar to what what Paul's talking about? So we we do have a 
uh, button on the dash that will allow the trip to go the truck to go into pre-trip mode where all the lights flash. I think, uh, and, and it makes it easier as you're walking around the truck uh, to identify any uh, lighting issues that are going to fail pre-trip. I think Paul might be talking about um, at the ability to get some advanced insight into whether or not the ABS system is working. Um, Dan, can you can you comment on that uh, that fees that functionality? Sure. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. We got you, Dan. Okay. Um, yes. On on the ABS, the, the the best thing to do is first of all the ABS on the tractor. Once you start the tractor up, uh, it should give you a signal either ABS is working or not. If it's not, you should get a light. So on the trailer, once you turn the key on, once you're plugged up to the trailer, the ABS light on the trailer should come on momentarily, a few seconds, and then go back out again. If it doesn't come on at all, uh, something's wrong with the ABS on the trailer. Or if it comes on and stays on, uh, something's wrong with the uh, ABS on the trailer. So uh, like Ron said, there's a uh, a way you can uh, pre-trip check your lights uh, with the, the newer trucks. Uh, but other than that, on your ABS, you should be able to check that before you leave. Is it possible that you check it before you leave and something happens and it, and it uh, reacts or, or goes down uh, during your trip? Yes, but you should be able to check both your ABS on your tractor and your trailer prior to leaving. So uh, thank you, Dan. So and Ron, uh, the 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 ABS light in the tractor would be a dash light. Correct, and on the trailer, it's a it's a little bulb or LED light um, at at the back of the trailer. Correct. That's correct. That you can see out of the driver's side mirror, right? And so you got it when you start up the truck. You got to be watching for that that light to illuminate and then uh, extinguish cool. uh, on the back, you know, driver's side of the trailer. That, okay, so, so that's kind of your answer. Those are the available tools, uh, Paul, for the electrical system pre-trip. Hope, hopefully help speed that process up um, so you're not getting surprised um, by, uh, by any of those uh, pre-trip issues or electrical issues. Um, to your first question with regard to the logging switchover that's occurring, um, We've got Danielle Smithen on the line. She's been working on this issue. Um, and Danielle, can you give us a little update on the issue and what uh, potential solutions are for this? Uh, yeah, good morning. Uh, we don't have any solutions for this issue right now. Obviously, this is that's an application that Platform Science owns. So we've been working directly with Platform Science on an adjustment to that. Um, at this time, they're not sure that that's an adjustment they can make because of DOT requirements, but they are looking into it. So I'll be able to keep you guys posted as we get more information back from them. Thank you very much. Paul, as you know, DOT requirements are very specific about um, what can and can't be logged and how those logs need to appear. And so we've, we've got some pretty specific guidelines and, and frankly, a platform science has pretty specific guidelines about what they can and can't do uh, in order to try to fix this issue. So certainly a problem, certainly one we're aware of. 
but no solid solution in place yet. We're working on that. So thanks for for raising the issue, Paul, and uh, and your suggestion on pre trips. Okay, Mitch, why don't we go to the next caller, please? Okay. Give me a second here. Okay, we've got, looks like the next caller, Jamie Majors. Jamie, can you hear us? Yep, I can hear you. You hear me? Aloha, everybody. Aloha, we can hear you. Aloha. Okay, aloha. So I wanted to say something before I forget on that um, ABS light because I've had an issue with my truck, and my truck's an older truck. So what one of the things that I do when I do my pre-trip is when I'm done, I'll go ahead and shut the truck totally off with that button on the side there by the driver's door. Just shut it off and turn it back on, and usually the light goes off. So I just put it out there like that. Now my oh, question, thank you. Yeah, my question is, uh, I don't see on the tablet where um, when we get pulled into a weigh scale or if we get pulled over and we have an inspection, you know, one, two, or three, um, where the names come up that, hey, they got a, you know, they passed it free and clear. So are we not having that anymore? Um, what, yeah. I'm sorry, can, can you repeat that, what, where it shows something on the tablet? Yeah, uh, usually on Mondays it'll come up. Hey, this person got a um, inspection 100%, you know, where they were safe on their tractor, okay. the trailer. We used yeah, to have um, that. Danielle, I think you um, you may have an answer on this. Uh, yeah, it may be a message that never got migrated from the Qualcomm side, so I'll have to look into it. I... I'm not familiar with that message, but I'll get with safety and DOT compliance and see if we can find it and figure it out. Okay. Yeah, this is a good suggestion or uh, feedback, Jamie. Um, th this is one I've not heard of, so uh, this is something we'll definitely look into. Does anybody else uh, on the management side of the call have any more feedback yeah. on that? Why yeah, sorry, who's this? This is Dustin England, Vice President of okay. Compliance, Jamie, and we'll um, we'll reach out to you, Jamie, and try to get some more detail about uh, about the the situation that, that you've had. I'm not I'm I'm trying to understand exactly what what uh, what you might be uh, uh, referencing. So we'll reach out to you and, and hopefully have a, an answer for you. All right. It's just a DOT inspection that we get, you know, like we do get them. And, oh, the uh, feedback from the specific DOT inspection. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're talking about just when you, after you receive uh, an inspection, receiving the, the the actual hard copy inspection? Right, right. Well, our names come up on there saying, hey, we did a great job, you know, like we passed. And uh, I don't see that. I don't see the people coming up anymore. I see. I, I get what you're saying. As far as I know, we're still doing that, congratulating our drivers who received clean inspections. Um, 
So let me just uh, double check on that. And make sure you know I saw actually saw a message yesterday that we uh, that, that we sent those out. But uh, you're, you're saying you had a clean inspection but didn't get that that message. Oh no, I, I'm just saying I haven't seen it because I've already had uh, I've, my name's already come up on there and I haven't seen other people's names come up. I was just asking if we just had that anymore. Okay. Well, as far as we know, it is still active, but we're going to confirm that, right? So Danielle and Dusty will look into that and, yeah. and then reach out to you if there's any additional information that we're looking for. Okay. Good, good? I have, yeah, I have also one more. Um, I want to give something out there that's very inspirational, all right? Um, and this is to all the drivers out there. So we're all good at something. So let's be good at this. We are at our best with the wind in our face when overcoming a challenge with pace. A pace that requires more effort than strength, but once the momentum, it endures with great length. It's easy to sit back, so placid and so calm. Comfort is just a relative bomb. It seems an advantage so much better than strife, but it's sold by stagnation, and that's the struggle in life. So progress needs energy, movement, and drive. No chance for improvement if we all do not strive. Nothing for nothing will cause an effect, but the harder we work, the more choices we get. So let the wind blow in our face, for the more we confront, the more strength we'll embrace. So that's my inspirational thought for the day. Love it, Jamie. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, we, we love it when you bring the, the artistic side, bring the, po the poem to the call. So thank you so much. We appreciate your work on that and uh, your commentary. We'll, we'll follow up on the, the items that you've uh, highlighted. So thank you. All right, Mitch. Thank you. All right. Mitch, thank you. Next. All right. Next is Melanie Knack. Melanie, can you hear us? While we're, while we're waiting on Melanie, I just want to encourage everybody to mute your line. We're getting some feedback on the line right now. Melanie, can you hear us? Yes, sir. Good morning, everybody. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I I was curious about something. I know the Peterbilts are coming up, and one question I've been wanting to know was, do they have the descent control that's similar to the Freightliner? Sorry, can you ask that again? We, we're getting quite a bit of feedback. We still are. Can you hear me better? Yeah, give it give it one more try. Okay. Um, the Peterbilts when they arrive, I was wondering if they have a descent control similar to the Freightliner. Ah, okay. Ron probably has the best information on that one. Uh, and I'm gonna just ask everybody, please, apart from Ron and myself, to mute your line. We're getting a ton of feedback. So anybody who's already called in, anybody on the executive side, hopefully we got it. Nope. <laughs> All right, Ron, let's give it a try. Can, can you answer yeah, that question? Yeah, I'll try to answer that. Uh, so the Peterbilt's that are coming in, they're equipped with the same drivetrain that our current Navistars have, which is a Cummins 15-liter engine and a uh, Eaton um, 
their their top of the line ultra shift transmission. So it's an Eaton automated transmission. Um, it has very similar features to our Freightliners. So your question about does it have hill descent mode? Yes, it does, um, and should operate very similar, uh, virtually exactly to the to the Navistars, and very similar to the Freightliners. Now, uh, Melanie brings up an interesting point on Peterbilts. Can you just give a little bit uh, of a summary of kind of what that looks like? I mean, it's certainly not, uh, this is not a full-scale switch to Peterbilt for all of our trucks, but why don't you give drivers a little understanding of what that means on Peterbilts for our fleet? Sure. Uh, we always like to have a backup provider with any uh, relationship we have, whether it's fuel or, or trucks or trailers. And we have uh, such a high density of our fleet with Freightliner, we want to have a good number two uh, that we can rely on. And we had, uh, over the past several years, we had worked with Navistar and uh, our relationship with Navistar has been strained of late. And so we approached uh, PACAR and started talking about their Peterbilt 579 Ultraloft product. And we finally got to the point where we've decided to bring in 50 of those, uh, of those trucks. Uh, the first truck uh, actually will arrive today or tomorrow. It's the pilot truck. Uh, it's the truck that we built to make sure that all the specs were correct. Um, and then uh, the, the, the primary build group will get uh, a, an additional 24 building in November, and then uh, the final 25 building in December. The November trucks will probably receive in December. The December trucks will probably see, receive in January. And uh, we are uh, drafting the – there's going to be a lot of demand for those trucks. So we're, we are drafting the, the protocol uh, on uh, how we uh, release those trucks to, uh, to the divisions. Um, likely seniority will play a very big role in in the the decision process on how we release those trucks to individual drivers but we're still working that out and uh and uh, and we're excited about this new truck platform coming into the fleet all right thanks ron appreciate that and just a a note um most of those uh, peats are going into dedicated, 40 of the 50, it looks like, and they'll be on specific accounts. We know, to Ron's point, there's going to be a lot of demand um, for for these trucks. And so we're going to be, you know, obviously working with, I'd imagine, some of our, you know, highest tenured and best performing drivers to to be testing those trucks for us. So hopefully, you know, if you're lucky enough, you're going to get a chance to test the peats. Um, but we're excited to be working with a new provider uh, going forward. So thank you for that update. Uh, Ron, appreciate that. And Melanie, thanks for, uh, thank you for the question and for being uh, a member of the road team and driving for PetSmart. We appreciate all you're doing. Thank you. I love PetSmart. Hope we keep that account for a long time. Thank you. Same here. Same here. In fact, I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to stop on the way home and get some more food for my dog from PetSmart. So love that. Love love uh, shopping at our customers. It's great. Um, okay, Mitch, who do we have next? Okay, next up, Travis Roth. 
Travis, go ahead and unmute yourself there and go ahead with your question. Can you hear us? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. We got you. Okay. Um, thanks for having the call, guys, and uh, thanks for the uh, veteran truck I just picked up last week. Appreciate that as well. I got two suggestions. Uh, one is kind of a performance-based deal, um, potentially looking at if there's any way we could get like a driver ranking and um, kind of apples for apples for like OTR drivers and dedicated. Everyone's got different um, things that are stats are tracked on or data so uh but i think like revenue on the truck safety safe and on time daily commitments um fuel economy i worked uh supporting a walmart and they had like a binder in the in the trucker break room and they had like the driver rankings in there and i thought it was a really cool way for the drivers to look and be competitive and you know obviously kind of see where you're at against your peers so that's one suggestion. Um, the other thing would be similar to the document upload. Uh, is there any way we could get like an account um, submission tab, maybe a free form that's specific to uh, customers? There are a lot of customers, either the name has changed, um, but the, the account in the dispatch have not been updated. The hours of operation, I see a lot of those that are not accurate. Some of them are like first come, first serve, but you'll have an appointment time. The way you find out about things if you go and uh, trial by error. Um, so if there's any way we could, you know, I've told my fleet managers in the past, like, hey, this this is an information that uh, this information not correct or it's not accurate with the hours, and you know, they they say they'll talk to the account manager and or the customer manager, but I'm just wondering if there's a streamlined very easily uh, follow up, you know, way for a driver to say, this customer used to be so-and-so and now it's DHL, but the account and the dispatch next is whoever. Thanks, guys. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate the suggestions. Um, we're going to, we're going to turn to Josh England. He's going to talk about, your your comments on driver ranking because um, we've worked uh, on that a little bit. So go ahead, Josh, on that. Then after that, we'll turn to Dusty Jacobs on uh, the customer suggestions. Yeah, thanks, Travis. Um, I think it's a uh, th – there's – I'm sure more we could do on this, but uh, regarding your uh, your suggestion of having rankings for drivers – uh, we have we have some things in that regard. So in the uh, safe and on time page in your uh, CRE toolbox app, um, you can go and see your individual stats, um, and so that's a way you can kind of uh, compete against yourself and, and try to continue to improve there. Um, it doesn't have individual you know rankings versus others. We could look into that. Um, what it does have also, though, is a team scoreboard, so where your team uh, goes up against others, and, um, and especially when we're doing those competitions like the Super Bowl of Safety and Service, um, and we do others throughout the year, uh, you can see how your team uh, stacks up against others, and you can compete as a team. So, uh, uh, But appreciate the suggestion, and that's something we'll put some thought to of how we might uh, – further um, add some fun uh, competitive juice. 
Yeah, and you know, the bon you get the bonus for winning the Super Bowl of safety and service, which is pretty cool. But yeah, the competitive aspect of it is great, um, and uh, but certainly something we can consider how else we can, you know, build that um, the ranking and kind of help people see who some of the best drivers are. Uh, as I think also part of kind of what Mitch is working on these days. So. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate that. Dusty Jacobs is going to jump in and talk a little bit about the customer update suggestions. Go ahead. Thanks, DJ. And Travis, uh, great suggestions and uh, really appreciate uh, your efforts out there. Um, I'm Vice President of Customer Service for Over the Road, and we work hard to try to make sure that we have our customer codes updated. Uh, as you mentioned, a lot of times there's uh, name changes that are happening out there, and it's the same location definitely can add to confusion. So um, we're looking at some ways that we maybe can uh, make this more accessible to drivers uh, on the app. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take some notes down. We'll follow back up with you. Um, but uh, each of the customer service reps, they are tasked with making sure that we keep this information updated and we typically rely uh, on the fleet managers to, you know, provide that information back to us when we're not aware of those changes. So keep keep communicating with your fleet's uh, uh, manager for now, and we'll look to find uh, better uh, solutions to this challenge. So thanks a lot again for the suggestion and the question. Yeah, as we're as technology continues to develop and we continue to deploy it, you know hopefully there's a way we can make this a little bit easier for folks to find good information about about the drop and or about each customer and and whether there's you know specific changes or needs so yeah that's definitely something we need to continue to look into and develop okay wonderful thank you travis appreciate that um mitch we're getting down to the end here maybe time for one or possibly two more who do we have next all right. Next up, Eric Prusco. Eric, can you hear us? Go ahead. Yeah, good day, Mitch. Hey, Eric. Hey, everybody else. Hope everybody's having a great day today. Uh, my question is, uh, how are we looking um, in regards to percentages and progressing in the uh, equipment interchange as well as the fuel route solution? And uh, how are our results? And then, of course, curiosity killed the cat. I was looking for the percentage that we were at with Cargill for safe and on time. Oh, these are these are great questions. Um, I just got an email on Cargill performance, so I can look that up. But the others you mentioned were equipment interchange. Um, oh. Actually, let's have – okay, Brandon has chimed in. He's going to take the fuel route percentage and the cargo question. Uh, and then who could talk about equipment interchange performance? Josh, this has kind of been your thing. Are you up to date on recent performance there, or is there somebody else who can speak to that? Uh, while we wait – oh, Josh is going to get that information in a minute. We're going to go right to Brandon uh, on the fuel route percentage and cargo performance. Yeah, thanks, TJ. Eric, how are you? Thanks for calling in. I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing great. Yeah, appreciate yeah, the questions. On. Appreciate the questions. And uh, the the fuel optimization compliance topic is a hot one. Uh, we have been we've been making progress, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. 
so as as I'm sure you've heard, uh, a lot of emphasis on this, you know, lots of dialogue and, and huddle calls, et cetera. But we've made progress the last three or four months. We went from about 15% when we first turned it on to right now we're just under 50%. So we're like 49.5% with the target of 85%. So we've been steadily coming up on that, and this is, I'm, I'm speaking specifically for the OTR division. Uh, I think uh, maybe Ron or Kirk may be able to speak to where we're at in the dedicated division, but again, that's that's just OTR. So we've got a long way to go, and, you know, a topic that, you know, while I've got the mic, just want to get out to everybody and stress the importance uh, of following our, our fuel routes. And if you see discrepancies on the routing that you're getting with your dispatch, we want you to communicate that to your fleet manager so we can, uh, we can address it. Uh, if it's a systematic issue, uh, I spoke to Medusa a little bit about this last week when he was in Salt Lake. Uh, and he had mentioned, you know, that those, those tend to be the, certainly the exceptions, not the rule. Uh, hence our target to, to be up close to that 85 to 90 percent uh, compliance range, knowing that there are at times some faulty routes that will go out, uh, but again, those, those being the exceptions. So uh, that's where we stand with our optimizer compliance and climbing and expect to see that to continue to climb. And just a huge importance, uh, just in general, given what's happening with cost of fuel, uh, and making sure that we are we're fueling where we need to be, and I understand there are a lot of questions. Hey, why why are you telling me to fuel here, where the other location I saw five miles down the road was 15 to 20 cents cheaper? Uh, we ask that you trust us in the algorithms that we have and how we're purchasing fuel and where we need to purchase gallons. Uh, it, it it makes sense, and we are doing everything we possibly can to mitigate those expenses. Uh, given the rising cost of fuel, which is one of our biggest challenges right now, uh, and just uh, and just just trying doing everything we can to offset those expenses through optimizer compliance, through uh, being being efficient with idle time, uh, through you know managing uh, time and top gear, uh, spend, uh, time and cruise control, everything we can possibly do, you know, utilizing good driving habits to uh, to to mitigate those costs. As far as Cargill is concerned, uh, appreciate that question as well. Uh, I was in attendance with TJ back in Minnesota at their corporate headquarters a couple of weeks ago, and they're very pleased with our service. Uh, year to date, we are if our audited on-time service with with Cargill, and they they have they have certain targets, but our audited on-time service with Cargill is uh, is north of 95%, which we're very happy uh, about. It's it's very challenging freight. Uh, and we're exceeding their targets. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been north of that. We've been better uh, than that. I think last week we turned in 96%. And Dusty uh, can check me on this. I think a couple weeks ago we were at 100% on time delivery. Uh, so we have been doing per and performing very well. And all indications from uh, from the Cargill team is is they want to look to grow with us. So again, appreciate the the efforts from all of our drivers and taking care of our customers, our stellar service is certainly going to pay off. So appreciate those questions, Eric. On my way to Cargill as we speak. Where, right. where are you, which location are you picking up? Uh, up in Missouri. I'm not sure. I don't, it's a weird okay. name. I don't remember the, the beginning of it. 
Yeah, right. so Dusty Jacobs is reporting the last three weeks with Cargill are 98, 98, and 100% on time service. That's awesome. So thanks, for being, That's awesome. thanks for being a part of that, my friend. Yeah. Um, all right, and then Josh was going to yeah. weigh in. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, hi, Eric. Hope all is going well. Um, going on, on your uh, question about the uh, – sorry, say it again, Eric. I said yourself. I'm doing great. Oh, doing great. Thank you. Doing great. Uh, appreciate you, you joining and asking the question. You bring up an important topic, the equipment interchange inspections. Um, they are so important because we, um, you guys would not believe, you see it first uh, hand, so you'd believe that, but when you add up all the, um, the, the impact of all the trucks in the fleet, how much damage um, happens from customer loading practices on our trailers. Um, And we have a very hard time tracking that down if we don't have good equipment interchange inspections. Um, Secondly, uh, having equipment interchange inspections uh, helps us make sure that we're taking care of the equipment as a, as, uh, as CR England as well, uh, you know, for our own company and helps you to, um, to document that it, uh, if there was damage, that it was already damaged when you got the equipment. So uh, we're trying to raise the bar on this. Um, we uh, are thankful we have thousands of these uh, coming in every week, um, and so it's exciting to have that progress. Um, that said, we're overall, if you look at, at the percent of times that we get a new trailer, uh, with how often we're doing an equipment interchange inspection, we're running at about 22% right now. So we can do better. We can do a lot better. Um, and we ask for uh, that to happen each time you get a new trailer or a new truck uh, or a container. Um, <clears throat> we, If you include the inspections that are done when you hit maintenance shops, overall we're about 38%. So um, <clears throat> we are working on, and you'll soon see, a, a change where within platform science that if you get a new trailer, it'll be built right into the, to the workflow for that trip uh, to do that equipment interchange inspection. And it won't let you to con- it won't let you continue to the next step until you've done that inspection. That's our effort to uh, really get that compliance up a lot more. Um, the pitch I'd make is uh, if you could, whenever you have access to the inside of that trailer, if you take pictures of it uh, clean or damaged, because you can imagine when when the equipment is damaged, it's super helpful to be able to go back and see when it was last clean, because um, then it, it makes it uh, a lot easier to identify which customer may have caused that damage. So thanks for that question, Eric. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Josh and Brandon and others that helped uh, pitch in on that. And, you know, just to plug on the equipment interchange, if, it's going to take us some time to get this thing fully up and, and running and get compliance where we want it. But once we get this thing uh, dramatically improved, man, what a benefit for all of our drivers uh, as we can really hold, you know, customers accountable for mistreating our equipment and uh, just have a much better feel for the the condition of our equipment, make it easier on you guys, um, you know, so that we can get stuff repaired and, and operational and, uh, and, you know, less less questions or issues there. So, Thanks, everybody. We appreciate that. We've reached the end of the time. It really wasn't the spookiest town hall we've ever had, but it was a very good one. Uh, Thanks for joining. We really appreciate you guys being a part of the CR England family. 
for driving safe uh, and being on time. Really, it's your your commitment to the cause and the culture is so visible, and we really appreciate it. We, uh, it's just so great to be able to do what we do for our customers and do it as a family. So thank you so much. Please drive safe. Thanks to everybody who pitched in today and helped out, and have a wonderful remainder of your day. Thanks, all.